Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analyzing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. And today we're looking at chapter three of 365 Days. So where we left off, Laura got kidnapped. We didn't see it, but she got kidnapped. And then she had another sleeping pill forced down her throat or something or other. She wakes up, she sees Massimo kill a guy, and then she pisses herself and she goes to bed. I don't know. It's all a blur, honestly, because it's so poorly written. But we start this chapter with her opening her eyes. It's day. And she's lying in white sheets, wearing a t-shirt and briefs. And she remembers that she went to sleep with a bathrobe on. And she thinks, had the man in black changed my clothes? In order to do that, he might've removed my bathrobe and seen me naked. And I'm thinking, yeah, mate, you didn't change your clothes. So someone did. Because remember, you pissed yourself. So they're not going to let you sleep in your own pissy bathrobe. Like, of course, they're going to kidnap you. But they're going to respect you enough to change your clothes after they've doped you up and made you fall asleep. But then she says, oh, well, Massimo must have seen me naked. Although, even though the thought wasn't exactly pleasant, it had to be said that Massimo was as handsome as they got. (laughs) So I'm getting the sense that the author of this book just thinks if you're pretty, if you're handsome, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But then she hears someone say, it wasn't me who changed your clothes. And she looks and it's the man in black sitting in an armchair by the bed. (sighs) Okay. So yeah, I didn't change your clothes, but I've been sitting in this bed watching you sleep, which isn't creepy at all, Massimo. But then she tells us he's wearing gray joggers and a white tank top, which accentuate the muscles of his wide shoulders and perfectly chiseled arms. Um, so she looks at the man in black and he's wearing gray joggers and a white tank top. So he's not wearing black. So why are you calling him the man in black? This is ridiculous. Call him Massimo. You know his name. And he says, Maria, my cousin, she's the one that changed you. So we've got another person complicit in the kidnapping. Maria, write her name down, add her to the list of accomplices. And he says, I wasn't even there to watch. I promised I wouldn't do anything without your consent. Although I was tempted to watch. Uh, I wouldn't do anything without your consent, but I've kidnapped you. So then she's like, you killed a man. You shot him last night. And he says, oh, well, he betrayed the family and I'm its head. So he betrayed me. And he said, I told you, but you must've thought I was joking, but I don't tolerate defiance or insubordination. 
And then he walks over to the bed and sits on it and starts like running his hand through her hair. And then he swings his leg over her and starts pinning her down. And she's filled with terror. And Massimo sees that terror and he likes it. Oh boy. So then he's pinning her down and he's just staring at her and sniffing her. And she's, she's terrified. She's overcome with fear. But also she couldn't take her eyes off him because he was a beautiful man, exactly my type. Like she's so horny. She says, black eyes, dark hair, large and full lips. And that body, exclamation mark. Long lean legs, (laughs) strong and muscular arms and a wide chest that I could see through the tight tank top. So she's, she's terrified. She's terrified, but she's turned on. And as much as I'm getting annoyed, by her reaction to his physical appearance when she should be terrified and wanting to escape. I'm feeling like this is a line we're going to have to straddle throughout the book, fear and horniness. I think that's what Blanca's going for, fear and horniness. And then he whispers to her, I said I wouldn't do anything without your consent, but I don't know if I'll be able to stop myself after all. Like, oh, I was going to wait for your consent, but mm, I don't know, I'm pretty horny. Like you've based the whole book on giving her 360-ish days to fall in love with her. But now you're like, hmm, on second thoughts, scrap that. Let's just rape you here and now. And then he's rubbing against her with his manhood and she can feel it on his hip. So he's got a boner that he's rubbing against her. But no, he's, he's waiting for a consent, even though he's fully assaulting her in the moment. Oh, this guy. And he's saying to her, I want you when you're fragile and helpless. I want to fuck you like nobody has ever before. I want you to feel pain and rapture. Ugh, I miss Christian Grey. So while he's rubbing his hips against her, she's thinking my options were to either spend the next 365 days fighting this man or to learn the rules of the game and play it. And no, it's not 365 days. Like we must be at 361 or something now because he's just piling her with sleeping pills. I don't know what day it is, but it's not, it's not her birthday. So we're, we're less than 365 days now. I wish we would stop referring to it as 365 days because it's clearly not. So she lifts her hands above her head to show submission and defenselessness. And he's like, ah, that's better. I'm glad you understand me. And then she can feel his impressive cock rubbing against her tummy. It's impressive, guys. He's, he's kidnapped her. He's assaulting her, but he's got an impressive penis. Just so you all know. And then she traces her lips across his chin. And then before she knows it, his tongue is in her mouth. <sighs> but it was all her little trick. And seizing the opportunity of him kissing her, she raises her right knee and pushes him away and slaps him in the face with her other hand. And she's like, hey, what happened to waiting for my express consent? Which is a great point, but also you've got a lot more to be angry about him than that. Like he's, he's threatened the life of your family, kidnapped you, wrote a letter in your name to your boyfriend and said that you're breaking up with him. Like he's done a lot of crime. He's done a lot of crime. But she's like, remember when you said that thing about consent, which is important, but also like, it's not the only thing you should be angry about. And he says, if you hit me one more time and she says, what are you going to do? Kill me. And then he starts laughing. He bursts out in laughter and she's like, uh, what's this about? And he says, how are you not Italian? This doesn't feel like Slavic temperament. 
So, yeah, Blanca hates Italians. Then he says to her, this is going to be a great year, but I do have to learn to dodge faster. So he's assuming that it's going to take a whole year for her to want him. <laughs> You'd think in his head, he'd be like, I'm, I'll give her a year, but maybe it'll only take two months. But no, he's like, yep, she's going to hate me for a whole year. It's going to be fun. Then he tells her that Domenico has arranged all of her clothes in the closets. So they got all of her suitcase clothes and they've unpacked them. And he's like, God, you have a lot of clothes for someone who was only meant to be here five days, not to mention shoes. And he says, but you might want to go shopping. The cars and the drivers are at your disposal, but you will have a security detail. I'll give you your telephone and computer in the evening. But we have to discuss some terms before I do that. And so, yeah, very Christian Grey Fifty Shades vibes where he's like, I'm going to buy you all these clothes and a computer and a phone. And then she narrates, I stared at him eyes wide, wondering what I was actually feeling because her thoughts are racing but she couldn't focus with the taste of his mouth on her lips and his erect penis throbbing in front of her. She says, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I think I had a crush on my captor. Mm, Why? Why do you have a crush on him? The only redeeming qualities that you've noticed are his impressive penis and his muscles. And that's enough for her to develop a crush. She's like, yeah, take away my free will, but at least have muscles and a big dick. And then she's thinking maybe it was her subconscious reaction to Martin's betrayal. Because remember, Martin slept with someone else after she dumped him over a letter, even though it wasn't really her writing the letter. And she knows that she didn't write the letter. So Martin thinks that she, she dumped him. But no, it's a betrayal because he rebounded. It's a very we were on a break, Ross and Rachel type situation here. Where did you guys land on that, by the way? I know it's like a 20 year argument, but were they on a break? I kind of feel like they were. Oh, is that controversial? Let me know. Was Ross in the right or was Rachel in the right? Cause like it did sort of seem like they broke up and then he went and rebounded and yeah, maybe they shouldn't have done it, but it does feel like they were on a break. I mean, yeah, he did like lie about it and try and squirm out of it. Like he didn't have much accountability, but I do sort of think Ross was in the right. Wow. That says a lot about me, doesn't it? I'm interested in your thoughts. Let me know. So anyway, Laura's the Rachel in this situation and Martin's the Ross and Laura's not happy. So she's thinking maybe I'll get mine back with my sexy kidnapper with the big dick. When really my first reaction would be to try and escape and explain to Martin, hey, complete misunderstanding. You wouldn't believe it, but that that guy who wears black clothes all the time, except for today, he kidnapped me. And I'd try and sort it out then if it was really important to maintain that relationship. But no, she's going to fuck this guy, even though he's a prick and he he kidnapped her. I don't know. So Massimo says, the residence has a private beach, jet skis, motorboats, but you can't use them just yet. There's a pool. Domenico will show you around. He can be your personal assistant and translator. He says, I chose him for his great love of fashion. Besides, he's about your age. I'm kind of hoping Domenico's gay. I just think that it'd be fun. Um, Because, you know, straight guys don't have a great love of fashion. That's, That's what I've chosen to believe in my life. So then she says, well, how old are you? Shouldn't godfathers be old guys? And I was like, Godfather? Who's, who's he a godfather to? Does someone have a kid and he's the godparent? And then I was like, oh no, she means like the movie, The Godfather, like a mafia don. I'm an idiot. And so he says, oh, we're not all old. <laughs> like that's some sort of great stereotype that he's been dealing with all his life. Like, oh, that movie's betrayal was so biased towards us godfathers. So then he leaves and she's wondering what to do. And she's like, oh, thinking about my predicament is too hard. So I'm just going to go for a walk. 
So she checks out a room. She checks out the big walk-in closet, which looks like it was from Sex and the City, she says. (laughs) She says, a great walk-in closet straight out of Sex and the City, which I don't know if she's seen Sex and the City. I mean, it's been a while since I've watched it, but I do remember Carrie having some space issues. Didn't she store shoes in her oven? Didn't she do something like that? So I don't know if Carrie in her little one bedroom studio apartment in New York, which she could never have afforded, she had a big walk-in closet, but no, it's, it's straight out of Sex in the City. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And she says the bathroom is enormous. She says the huge open shower had a steam sauna function and was lined with massage jets that looked like towel hangers. Massage jets that looked like towel hangers. I just can't picture that. Then she says at the dressing table, she was delighted to find cosmetics of all her favorite brands. Dior, Yves Saint Laurent, Chanel, bottles of perfume. She, she's delighted. She's like, oh, I'm really going to enjoy spending the next 360-ish days here with all these beautiful little treats. Delighted. Bitch, you've been kidnapped. He tried to rape you. He assaulted you this morning. You've been assaulted before breakfast and you're delighted by the perfume on offer. She's very materialistic. 
And she wonders how he knows so much about her. And it's like, well, clearly he's, he's done some digging. Like he's got photos of your family asleep. Like, yeah, he looked into you, sweetie. And so then she has a long shower and washes her hair. Like her priorities are just mind blowing to me. So she gets out of the shower and she wears uh, a long flowy raspberry colored bare back dress and wedge heeled sandals. And she puts her hair into a casual bun. She's like, I may be kidnapped. I may be a hostage, but I'm going to look my best. And she tells us walking through the mansion that she sees more, more portraits of the woman from Massimo's visions. And she says, I still couldn't understand how he was able to depict me so closely without having seen me before, which is a great fucking question. But also it's not scratching the surface of it. How was he able to describe his visions of you to a painter who then went and painted you? And it looks exactly like you. It's very, it's very confusing. So she goes down to the dock and she sees a boat. So she jumps onto it and she notices that the keys to the boat are just in the ignition. And she's thinking, hmm, maybe I'll just escape on the boat. But then someone says, I'd prefer if you didn't do that. (laughs) Okay, sorry. I don't know why I said it like that. It would be in an Italian accent. So it'd be like, I would prefer if you did do that. And she spins around and it's Domenico. And he says, if you would like to take a little trip on the boat, uh, we can arrange it after the breakfast. Uh, And she thinks, food? Oh God, when was the last time I had eaten? And she's like, I wasn't sure of how much time she'd been asleep. But then she realizes that she's starving. And I'm thinking, yeah, it probably has been a fair few days. She did have that wonderful meal in Sicily, you know, the tiramisu and the four cheese pizza. So at least that was a good solid starting point, but it's been days. And so Domenico has prepared a breakfast for her in the garden. So he leads her to the garden. And if I was her, I'd be like, hey, Domenico, now that it's just you and me, what the fuck's going on here? Massimo killed a guy last night. Hey, I've been kidnapped. Do you want to help a sister out and like, let me escape? Like what's in it for you, Domenico? But she doesn't ask any of those questions. And so she just goes and she eats breakfast. Breakfast was worthy of a queen, she says. There were platters of cheese, olives, aromatic cold cuts, pancakes, fruit, eggs, everything she loved. And Domenico vanishes and she says, I was used to eating alone, but dealing with the heaps of delicious food would be all the more pleasant with someone to accompany me. She wants company while she's a hostage eating breakfast. Like surely you'd want to just escape, right? But she's like, God, I wish Massimo was here. (laughs) And also the heaps of food, the heaps like, I, I don't know if that's grammatically correct. I guess it is, but it sounds weird. With the heaps of food. <laughs> anyway, so then someone comes with a bundle of newspapers and they're all in Polish. There's a Polish issue of Vogue. And she felt better immediately. She goes, at least I could read the goings on in my home country. And she says, helping myself to all the delicacies and leafing through the papers, I wondered if for the next year, this would be the only way I would read the news from Poland. So she's fully resigned herself to the fact that she's spending a year here. She's just given up, essentially. So then she gets a stomachache because she ate too much after days of not eating. <laughs> so, she, so she goes to lie down on an outdoor sofa. So she goes on the beach sofa and she says the view's amazing. She's just watching parachutes and small boats and rock formations and just, you know, really enjoying the beautiful vista. And I'm like, bitch, you've been kidnapped scope out the lay of the land, start squirreling away some knives. What the fuck are you doing? 
But then she must fall asleep because then uh, a British accent wakes her up and it says, are you going to sleep through another day? And it's Massimo. Because remember, Massimo has a British accent, even though he's Italian. And Massimo's like, I missed you. I've never said that to anybody, but I've been thinking about you all day. And she's not shocked to wake up with him watching her sleep again. So she just like does a little stretch, like, oh, I just woke up, got a stretch. But that like lifts the fabric up a bit too high on her body or something. And he sees it and his eyes are full of animal lust. And he says, can you stop that? If you keep being so provocative, you may regret it. And she says, ah, I was stretching. It's a natural thing you do after waking up, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if I really do that. My dog does it. Is that a normal thing for humans to do as well? Anyway, well, she says it is. She's just acting like a cat at the moment. Also, bit fucking narky of Massimo to be like, stop doing that. Like showing off her body when like, hey, you could have not kidnapped her. That could have been an idea. And she says, since you're so touchy, I won't do it again with you around. And then she's pouting. And he says, I think you know perfectly well what you did. Why is she agreeing not to stretch in front of him? Like slap the bastard again. He can't kidnap you. But he's like, come on, let's get a few more things on the mainland. You'll accompany me. And he says, after all, I only have 359 days left. So it's been six days. So she went five days without food? No, I'm, I'm pretty lost on the days here. So we're saying her birthday. On her birthday, there was 365 more days to her birthday, right? So then she got kidnapped that night. So then she spent, what, the next day asleep, then the next day asleep, then the next day asleep. And then that day woke up, saw him shoot someone and then went asleep again. So, I mean, what, four days of no food? How is she not dead? <laughs> I don't know how long you can go without food. It's, it's probably longer than four days, but I would die. I would die. I skipped breakfast, dead. I tried intermittent fasting once, died. I don't know if I could do that, but I'm, oh, the timeline, the timeline's really confusing, but he's acknowledging that they have 359 days left. So at least he knows that they've almost lost a week here with all of the sleeping pills. So maybe that will tempt him to stop doping her up and drugging her, maybe, maybe, we'll have to see. But she says, Massimo was clearly amused and his carefree attitude quickly rubbed off on me. So she's got a carefree attitude now. She's like, oh, well, when you say 359 days, it doesn't sound as long as a year. So all right, I'm on board. I'm carefree. What the fuck? And then they stand there face to face like a couple of floating teenagers and she could feel the tension between them, the fear and the lust. So then he grabs her hand and starts walking her back to the mansion and they must walk past the spot where he shot that guy in the gardens because the horror of the night before returns and she looks at him and she's blinking nervously. And I, I think she might be about to faint or something. And he says, if you're going to black out each time you leave the house, I'll have my people replace the whole driveway. So, oh, the solution to, to her PTSD from witnessing him kill a guy is just to, to remove the driveway and replace the driveway. I don't think it's the driveway. I think it goes a bit deeper than that. But no, he's just assuming that the driveway itself is bringing back the bad memories. And he says, your heart is going to burst if it continues like that. Try to calm down. Otherwise, I'll be forced to give you your medication. And that would only make you go to sleep again. So again, with the heart condition that we don't know about. Again with that. <sighs> and the heart meds make her sleepy. It's not, it's not a double dose of, of sleeping pill, apparently. <sighs> but she must be passing out because he grabs her and puts her on his knees 
and starts stroking her hair. And he says, my mother did this to calm me when I was little. And she's thinking, oh, this man is so full of contradictions, a tender barbarian, a a tender barbarian. Do we really think him stroking her hair once means that he's tender? I'm gonna repeat myself a lot in this book. I just know it, but he kidnapped you. The beast from the Beauty and the Beast was a tender barbarian. And Massimo is no beast. From Beauty and the Beast, that is. I guess that makes Domenico Lumiere, but we haven't filled in any of the other roles yet. I wonder who Mrs. Potts will be. I'm sure we'll find out. But she tells us the mixture of him being caring and delicate, but also dangerous, was terrifying, but also fascinating and intriguing. Like, bitch, run, run. Then she says Massimo said something to the driver in Italian and pushed a button on a panel, which caused a darkened window to rise between us and the man. So apparently they're in a car. She never told us they got into the car, but apparently they're in a car. Okay. So they're in the car and the car's driving off, but the man in black, AKA Massimo, is still stroking her head. And after a while she feels calm again. Calm. How can you be calm? And she says, thank you. Like she's just completely forgotten that the reason she was having a panic attack is because he killed someone. But she's like, oh, thanks for calming me down. And she looks outside the window and realizes they're going uphill. And she's like, and she raises her eyes and gasps at the beautiful vista stretching before them. And it's a city built on a rocky slope. And she says, where are we? And he says, my villa stands on the slopes of Diomina and we're going into town. I think you'll like it. Why is she so shocked? She was outside at the beach just then. Like she was looking at people driving past in boats and parachuting. Like she's looked around but like she's shocked now for some reason that she's got a bit more distance or something. Oh, I don't know what's wrong with her, but she's looking out the window and that's the end of the chapter. What a wonderful cliffhanger. They're going into town. That's very exciting. I have a lot of fears about this book. It, it really feels like she's buckling a bit too quickly. I mean, we've got 358 more days or whatever, and she's already established that he's delicate and that she's really turned on by his muscles. So who knows how long it's going to be until they start rooting. Probably not that long. Probably not that long. Because she wants the revenge sex from Martin. <sighs> what did you think, guys? Send me your thoughts. And in the meantime, I, I'm just going to sit here thinking about what will happen in the next chapter. I don't know. Maybe since she's in town, she'll try and escape. Surely she'll try and escape. If she doesn't try and escape, I'll have no more respect for her. Even though my respect for her is pretty low. It's pretty low. Oh, I hate this book. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Send your burning thoughts, frustrations, and grievances on this latest chapter of this shitty book to breakingdownpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at podbreakingdown and Instagram at breakingdownbadbooks. You can visit www.breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links, contact information, merch, and more. To support the show on Patreon and gain access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash breakingdownbadbooks. Ratings and reviews on your preferred podcast platform are also a fun, free way to support the show. Breaking Down Bad Books is hosted by me, Nathan Brown, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at NathanBrown90. Thanks for listening and happy reading. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.